Roush beer, Pink Floyd, and tacos. Beats and Easter podcast. I am Old Head Ed, your host, as always. Um, and this time we're recording at Lauder Ale, the brewery located at 3305 Southeast 14th Avenue in Fort Lauderdale. And it is Fort Lauderdale's first nano brewery with 30 rotating taps, outdoor beer garden, live music, and awesome staff. And on the topic of staff, and top and talking about special guests on tap always, I have none other than the tap room manager. Miranda Fuller with me. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, yes. This is only my second brewery. Um, I preface it saying that I am a beer fan. Okay. Um, trying to learn a lot more about beer. Eventually, maybe they, one day trying to homebrew some stuff. Okay. But I figured the best place to start is to drink beer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we're in agreement here. Um, so let's talk about how you got into beer first. Okay, so, um, well, my dad's German, so okay. sorry at a young age, he okay. got me interested in a beer. Um, and then he homebrews as well. So then I actually got my master's and I studied uh, environmental science and uh, microbiology. And that is when I really fell in love with yeast. And so I'm, I'm a citro biologist, but besides that, I really got into just the science behind how beer works and how it directly correlates to my other jobs and I started working at a brewery doing events um, about eight years ago and I never left. <laughs> wow uh, yeah that's um I was uh, <laughs> earlier as I was kind of prepping for this uh, interview and just thinking about working at a brewery um, I don't I don't think it's too often where people go well yeah I, I got this job at this brewery because I guess I had to make ends meet it's like yeah it's probably one of the jobs where you're like no I'm into beer as it is and this would you know further my interest in it so yeah it's a lifestyle I'd say I mean I worked in restaurants since I was 14 and I wow. did up until really yeah I was like 23 I was still like serving in, with food and liquor and I I will never go back. Yeah, you know, like beer is a lifestyle and like you're passionate about it, you know, you love it. You love what you do. So that's cool. And then, uh, and taste testing helps too. It's like, oh, every day. That's the best part of my job. Yes, because if you're gonna, if you're gonna sell beer or work around beer, you have to be able to tell people what beer is or, exactly. you know, explain certain tastes. Um, how long have you been with Lauderdale? Four years. Okay. Yeah, so we're, uh, going on our six-year anniversary this year so nice nice okay so you're located in Fort Lauderdale um, 30 beers on tap um, how many of them are yours so we have a three barrel brewing system um, and I'd say like nine times out of ten all 30 of ours okay so right now what my cider we um, our guest taps we don't do our own cider and sometimes we bring other guest taps to fill tanks in case we're a little bit slower on our brewing but 
um, yeah, you will find that almost every single one is our beers at all times. Nice. Six years. Wow. Yes. That's something else. I mean, imagine time flies. It, I uh, just thinking about that the other day, like my first day here was at our anniversary party and I'm like, it's already been four years ago. Like <laughs> I, I can't believe it. So yeah. Something else. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I imagine you witnessed the growth. You see it firsthand. Multiple times. What's that been like? Um, so cool, actually. I mean, like, to see, like, our brewery start with two guys, like, mm. and to see how far they've come, like, it's incredible. It's really inspiring. Okay. So, it's been cool. fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> not, not bad at all. Stress and fun. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess that's where the reward is. You, you stress, you stress, and you stress, and then to see it all come to fruition yeah. is where the... It's neat. The it's highlight neat. is. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, the, the, um... There's an interesting story, I guess, behind the taps or why you guys chose the smokestacks as the taps. Yeah, so um, the smokestacks were used to be part of the old uh, FPL. Um, so they that would, that would be their stacks that they would give off the steam to. And so if you're a local, like, those were iconic. Everyone knew them, they saw them, there's four of them. Um, and then they tore them down and that was a big day for everyone. Like our neighbor actually has it on video. He go wow. put it. Um, and so like I'm not from the area but like if you're from the area that's like one of those like childhood things like you just never recognize forget. yeah so the smokestacks uh, our top handles are handmade by a local guy okay. um, carves them out of wood himself paints them himself so they actually have little guys climbing up the stacks <laughs> so he that's puts cool. his hard work in him and it's cool to like have him represent that because he's the only one that can do that nice so. nice that's so cool yeah. let's get into what it takes to be a taproom manager all right, so my job on daily, so with Tapper managing, you know, I run our staff, um, I do all the scheduling, I plan all inside events and outside events now. Um, I do all social media and marketing. Um, and then, you know, I help Which is how career. we kind of, kind of, which is how we yeah, met. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. cool. Okay, yeah. I see the tie yeah. in there. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, then I help with the beer. You know, I am the taste tester. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm getting yeah. to meet people in high places. Yeah, so, you know, it just really, I'm like the owner's right-hand man for almost everything besides brewing itself, which okay. I like to brew. I like to homebrew a lot, but I don't okay. brew on our system, so. Nice, not bad. How, uh, what was your first homebrew? What style? Uh, the first beer I brewed is actually with our brewer now uh, but it was a red ale okay and yeah we named it spank me red oh nice <laughs> nice okay so, and it turned out really well really? i did it at a different brewery and it killed it so that was nice. we pretty proud of that beer yeah Dope. that's pretty cool <laughs> that is excellent that is excellent so um you talk about events um besides you guys having food trucks frequently here Oh yeah, so I have a food truck, different food truck every day. Okay. Um, I do live music about four times a month. I do four big events a month, close to. So like this Friday, we have a luau for Valentine's Day. Nice. Um, so okay, that makes this officially our Valentine's Day episode. See, yeah. things work out. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I'll have guys spinning fire. We're doing a beer release. Cool. Um, you know, just stuff like that. I have like another car, car and Harley show coming up okay. on two Thursdays from now. Nice. So I plan all those. Nice, nice. That is so cool. You guys got to come out. Valentine's Day, there's a uh, luau. I mean, how how often did you come across a luau in South Florida? You got to take advantage. You got to take advantage. Cool, cool. Um, You also recently had a um, a captain's semi-annual. Yep, so our captain's club party. Um, So that's our yearly captain's like uh, mug club. Okay. So they pay a membership. 
Um, so we throw them a party two times a year where they get free food, free beer. We switch it up. Um, we make special event like beer specials for them, and we like to get our captains together all the time. Okay. And so this really, we have 250 members. So wow. hosting a party like brings them all in because every Thursday they get deals, but okay. we don't see them all come in. Correct. So this is our chance to like get them together and just really thank all of our regulars for really keeping us open. You guys are pretty good about thanking regulars or, or paying homage to regulars because one of your cans is the uh, Indigenous yep. Bastards. Bastard, yes. And it's apparently got four or five regulars, including a, a, a four-legged... Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Win. So, Win Jammer is one of our oldest. Um, he is. He literally has his birthday here every year, wow. and he's one of our very first one club members. And his dog is Win. Okay. So we added them. Uh, Steve-O, Bernie, and um, oh my, Will, Bill. His okay. met claims Bill Farrell or Will Farrell. Right. But um, they are just four guys that I mean, they're a team, dude. Like they really? come in every Thursday. They always sit and chat. We're their local watering hole, and nice. that's their favorite beer. Nice. So we were looking for ideas, and we thought it'd be cool. Wow, they all came. That. They all came to to uh, the realization that they all like the same beer, and then that was the one. Yeah, and they're here every Thursday, sitting wow. in the same seats, cheersing each other. Is so, that something? Yeah, that's the kind of environment that we strive to keep. You know, if that's like those four people feel that comfortable here, then I feel like my day is made. Nice. So nice. Yeah. Despite all the challenges, yeah. the planning for a, a get together. And including 250 people and that makes your day that's pretty yeah. cool yeah i love every thursday i love like walking in everyone's like hey man hey man hey man you know <laughs> like i gotta listen to a lot of people but yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's great it makes it worth it so. cool that's yeah. cool uh speaking of uh, get togethers and and just having a, a, a welcoming environment family friendly uh, we already mentioned dog friendly. Mm -hmm. um, you guys friendly. kid friendly. You guys focus on those things. I think there was um, you guys a had charity events. Okay, let's talk about charity events. Um, so I do. God, I probably do two to three charity events almost a month. Um, but we focus on like, for instance, we have a turtle painted on the side of our building because um, my my other job, you know, we're Broward County Sea Turtle. Okay. Um, so we uh, hold the, an event for them every year in March called like Start to Turtle Season. Okay. And uh, we do ALS, just did a battle of the bands. I try to work with mostly local organizations. So we do, like I said, we have a turtle event that we do every year. So March starts off turtle season. Nice. Um, we try to be as plastic free as possible. No balloons, no straws, no nothing nice. in there. So we do an event for them and then that helps them get money to get new, like if they have ATV issues shoes or anything like that because it's all nonprofit. Um, we do a dog event uh, about every two months. We okay. have a rescue dog event. We do like a golden brunch and brews. We do a bullies and brews event for bulldogs or nice. pit bulls. Um, Dachshund yoga we've done. We're going to do that again wow. this year. And then um, ALS we work with. They did a battle of the bands this year. Okay. Raised quite a bit of money for their organization. Nice. So I really focus on bringing the community in. Um, so I'm kind of picky about the charities I work with because okay. they have to have the same values as us. But um, we got tons and tons that we love to like just host. Nice. So, the turtle, the turtle um, preservation. That's what is that in conjunction with the gumbo limbo at all? Or? So we're in Broward, but like if we need to have like turtles that like need a little bit more help, um, we will. Bring Bring them the gumbo. So in, okay. that, in that sense, we're connected, but we're nice. uh, we're just in, only in broadcast. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a bigger thing, and I've I've spoken to guests in the past that have brought that up, and that's a bigger thing that most people they like they don't take to consideration that the turtle population, the lights across the uh, yes. A1A and whatnot, bringing the turtles 
direct redirecting the turtles away from the natural moonlight which is their source exactly. their their guidance to mm-hmm. the water so that's pretty cool yeah yeah we're like i said we're big on being really focusing on how to eliminate our environmental path like nice. the everglades association you know we focus we're on that group to help with our water because eventually we're gonna drain our natural water source so like breweries are a big water waste so. considering that and uh, considering that one of the four main elements of making a beer right, is water, is water. So, yeah. <laughs> so bigger companies like Cigar City, um, you know, they're finding ways to really u- reuse their water okay. and have way less waste. So we're looking back at ours now and trying to figure out, nice. you know, how can we eliminate as much waste as possible and keep reusing ingredients that we have. Uh-huh. So, who would have thought so much goes into someone serving you a beer? Like, there's so much that <laughs> going so on, which it gets, it puts me, parts. it gives me like a higher level of respect with what happens behind the scenes that's yeah. that's that's pretty cool that's yeah. pretty cool um are you gonna brew homebrew anymore are you planning on doing so uh, oh yeah i okay. mean i find so i actually left for a couple of months and i toured the country in an rv um so nice. i took a five month sabbatical okay. Month. Um, okay so i'm back and we have our homebrew competition in april okay so it's huge we get 20 you know 1925 people that enter we give them awards if you win first place you get to brew on our system okay um and anyone's allowed to join wow. and so uh i might be entering you're beer. gonna depending you're on who's the judges you know but, oh uh, I, that's why my <laughs> next question was how does this thing get judged so we actually have real bjcp judging wow. um so this is a real qualified you know judge uh panel that we have and then that will also include one of our brewers if not both okay um we want to try to make it as realistic as possible so that these brewers that are a lot of them that are entering our they're you know they're not just home brewing they're targeting opening up a brewery okay and quite a bit of them are going to um so once they get there you know they need to get full reports back of how they can change their beers okay so by having real judges like what that will judge our you know like us at a national level yeah helps them out immensely so nice. yeah yeah we have real judges Cool, yeah. cool. Once again, right back to the taste testing, I imagine, on your side to make sure everything is right. Yes. Yeah. And then if you, if you know a brewer here, he can always give you, I imagine, gives you pointers or tells you. 100%, yeah. Nice. And, you know, and we have people that bring beer into us and ask us to taste it and see if really? we can, yeah, and we can give them notes just from right off the smell or, you know, because they, they enjoy it and they think it's yeah. fun. And we're I feel like we're that open to being like, you know, just ask John anything, and he would he would help you out anytime. Really? So yeah, we had That's a excellent. homebrew club that just brewed uh, on our system. Okay. So we'll be some we'll be pouring their beer for them. Nice. Because they wanted to do a collab. So, okay. Yeah. That's so. not bad at all. No. Now, this, I mean, now I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast where it's it's impressive to me, uh, considering that I have this little I got this uh, for Father's Day I got this little homebrew kit yeah. at the house and I am. I'm avoiding it. Why? Oh man, do it. I, really? I opened it up and uh, and I kind of fumbled through just the uh, the information that came with it, and um, and I was like, yeah, this is gonna take a little more time than I thought as far as making sure everything is prepped. Make it so. I said, all right, well, I'm I on my board on my dry erase board. I wrote down, get ten swing top bottles. You're gonna need these. Right. Uh, so on and so. So I haven't even gotten that part done yet, but uh, I I'm finding the right I'm trying to find the right time where I could kind of blank out a weekend maybe a whole yeah. Saturday and then just work yeah. on that and you know that's where you start like those little prep kits you know they're not gonna brew the best beer right oh, yeah. but they're gonna brew a good beer 
um, if you do it right, but that's where you start. Okay. And then once you really get into it, then you're gonna find yourself buying kettles and maxing <laughs> it because that's how we started. Okay. Was, uh, in a kitchen of uh, Joey and Kyle. Really? Yeah. Okay. So when we first opened, we were pouring our beer out of refrigerators because we didn't have right taps. Okay. And we had like 15 refrigerators and we no had our tiny way. little homebrew one barrel system on the side. Wow. And that's how we opened our doors. So Really? Yeah. So you can, you can start so anyway. Good. That's how you learn. So just that first step. That's what my dad yeah. does. He loves it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might find the motivation yeah. to do that definitely sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that when you're homebrewing, I mean, you taste it, you'll know whether it's it's bad or it's okay. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll know. know right and away. it's set up to where it's gonna be okay. And make a thing out of it. You know, have some friends over, and then they help you, and then yeah. it's, it's not seeming like a chore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much longer they'd be friends if I brewed a bad batch. They'd be like, "All right, we're not coming. <laughs> we're not hanging well, out." Well, everyone you know. brews a bad batch. So yeah, okay, even all right. now, like so. I guess yeah. the, the uh, I guess the secret to that would be to have a brewery close by. So if, yeah. it's kind of like when you try to make dinner and it doesn't work. At least you can call for pizza. Right. So you exactly. got a backup plan. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's all go to Lauder Ale. It's right. not that far. Fill your fridge with crowlers or something. Oh, there you like, go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite what we were working towards, but it's beer. Yeah. Hey. So, cool. It's just a matter. Cool. Of try that's the whole fun of it so. yeah you mentioned uh you mentioned getting into yeast and yeast now i've i've seen shows on tvs where they say there's natural yeast and then is there another there's two different types of yeast you can use when um i mean yes so yeah so they're referencing to like wild yeast which wow, is okay. like living um it's a different kind of animal the way it expands okay. um so that's usually like using like for wild sours which would okay. be like bread so bread and myces um and they're harder to control okay so like if you bring wild yeast into your brewery and you don't have proper cleaning techniques or a completely separate part of the brewery, there's a good chance that it would infect your whole system. Oh, okay. And then you then you're gonna be a wild brewery for the okay. rest That's, of there's the no, time. There's no turning yeah, back. Yeah, it's hard. You gotta change our hoses, all mm. you know. So we mess with it a little bit. Okay. And we actually have only one fermenter that's just for wild yeast. Okay. Because we brought into our brewery. Um, but for the most part, now we stick with you know, lager yeast, we use ale yeast, like yeast that, um, very controlling, normal, okay. and, nice. uh, yeah. Cool. Regular beers. Excellent, excellent. Miranda, you gave us a boatload of, a boatload of information. Um, you have an event going on this Friday. It's the Valentine's Day Luau. Um, there's a 90s party coming up, too? Yes, yeah, so February 29th, so okay. leap year. So we get okay, an extra correct. day. So we host a 90s party. Um, nice. It's exactly what you think it is. We dress like the 90s. Um, we choose different areas. Last year, a lot of people wore pad, plaid. Okay. Uh, this year, I got it. MTV onesie from Walmart. There you, you go. Know? There you go. Um, but we have a 90s DJ, and it's just a fucking fun time. The, I, I think I'm going to have to pull up to that, considering that 90s was kind of my era. Yeah. 90s was a little different for me, because I think what we were wearing was, um, of course, the baggy clothes. Yeah. Uh, there probably was a jersey of some kind, uh -huh. whether it was a basketball one or a baseball one and the most notable thing was you rolled up your your ankle the, the pant leg okay and yeah. you brought it up like right about cap halfway cap exactly so uh damn it i might have to yeah i might have to dig something up kobe jersey you know there you go and honor, <laughs> and you got speaking of you guys have a black mamba you have a black mamba okay yes, so it's a foreign export stout um it was not named after kobe um mm. we had, that was one of our original first beers okay. but you know now that's what people are kind of relating it to nice. 
nice. and you know, I'm not gonna be mad about that. But. There you go. All right, P. Kobe and everybody else that was on that helicopter. Yes. Tragic yeah. news, tragic news. Um, for everybody who doesn't know, Lauderdale's located, I mentioned it at the top, it's 3305 Southeast 14th Avenue, Fort Lauderdale. Um, it's, it, it's a little tricky, but Google's pretty good about getting you here, so um, there shouldn't be an issue. Uh, Miranda, this is where we got all the official business out of the way. Um, the IG page is pretty much Lauderdale. Yeah, it's just Lauderdale, okay. um, but people keep adding in a D, so it's L-A-U-D-E-R-A-L-E. Instead of Lauderdale, yes. it's Lauderdale. Yes. yes, dope. Um, I think we accomplished everything we're supposed to on this end. So all we, well, we have the next step we have is pretty much to get into these beers. Once again, I get to sample the beers. It's kind of a role reversal. Typically, I have the guest sample the beers, and then I give them some notes on them, and we talk about beer. But you're providing the beers, I'm sampling, and you're giving me the info. So, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. We'll see you guys in the Bruce segments coming up next. podcast and yes we are at the brews segment this is the segment where i typically have my guests sample beers uh this time around i came to a brewery and so i'm gonna sample their beers and miranda is gonna be so nice as to give me a tour of what it is that i'm drinking um where do we start miranda i'm in your hands all right you so you're gonna start with one so okay so labeled so one excellent abb order nice um, oh, the, yeah, that's I try to do that too when I have the beers laid out for the, yeah, the guests. It's like, let's, fucked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to start off with the rough stuff, but um, pretty cool flight. It's a, it's a propeller, yep, handmade too. Really, yeah, those are handmade too. All these. <laughs> and you guys are pretty thorough between the tabs being handmade, the flight holder. That's pretty cool. So, here we go. Okay, tell me a little bit about that one. So this is called Immigration. Um, this is a New England style IPA. Okay. Obviously, um, we have we have four, but this one is more of our fruitier one. Um, this is sitting about six and a half percent. Real easy drinking. Um, you're definitely gonna get more grapefruit out of that uh, rather than like a piney resin like our Eleven Barrel has. Okay. Um, yeah, it has citrona. You know, just very easy beer that we thought that brings the haze craze which everyone loves okay but i feel like it still resembles florida pretty well yeah um surprisingly enough and my listeners know this uh, i'm not a big ipa fan okay um and but i I, my goal is to try one of each you know or just continue to try as many different beers as possible i have come across a handful that I, i i could say i enjoy um this was not bad this was actually pretty good. It's not. It doesn't stay too much. The grape, the citrus is not really citrusy. Right. It's and only citrus from the hops, so we don't okay. add any fruit to it. Excellent. And uh, the, like the double D one, like our double D Imperial, like smacks you in the face with mm. hops, and it's very bitter in the end. Where this okay. one's kind of a little bit more well rounded. Yeah. Um, the fact that you mentioned that it's six plus as far as the ABV, that's even a more welcoming fact because, like you said, it's smooth to drink. You don't need that many, and you'll kind of get a better feeling than you would if you're drinking pounding 
uh, your you know usual suspects, your average, right. you know, fill in the blank beer all day long. So yeah. that that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, you can have two and feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they don't, and it's not, it doesn't take a lot of effort to drink them. Right. Oh, nice. I love that. I love that. Cool. Um, I typically ask my guests at this point um, to share early beer memories, maybe the first time they had a beer, the first time they enjoyed a beer. Do you okay. recall? Um, man, I've had a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, but a good bit beer memory would be, um, so one thing that I've always enjoyed was with my dad was that his favorite beer grand. So he's from, like, he grew dead Germany, but he also grew up mainly in Cleveland. Okay. And so they had little King's Cream Ale. They came in, like, these tidy little green bottles and I just remember every time we went and visited like grandma like we had to find these little kings and they're so hard to find and that was just always a thing I always knew my dad loves little kings and so (laughs) I tried them um, when I was probably I don't know probably 13 yeah Um, statue of limitations you know they're good they're good Um, and I didn't actually appreciate a cream ale until I started getting the brewing industry and I think personally little kings kills it (laughs) you know like we have a cream ale but something about that beer. Yeah. And then the other day I ran into someone, he was wearing a shirt. That's no what way. I'm like, where the hell do you find that? And he's like, I've, I've been trying. They're so hard to find. So that's just always a memory of mine. Like, I feel mm. like if I could ever find an infinity amount, Kids I would just keep out. saying it to my dad. <laughs> okay. You know. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Do you guys have your own cream ale here? We do. Golfstream cream. Okay. And it's going to come back out next week. And it's good, okay. light, easy drinking, 5%. Nice. No lactose in it. Um, okay. Just a beer style. It's, it's like if you wanted something, like people say, like an ultra, it's a little sweeter, but mm. it's kind of still down that path for them. Okay. So we always offer that, yeah. Excellent. All right, let's get into the second one. All right, so Which? I didn't, so what beer style do you like? Um, I'm typically, you know what? Um, I don't know if I'm my favorite. I like ales. Okay. Um, Belgians. I could do, but I I do them responsibly. Let's say. Well, well, the next one's a Belgian. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite. Go. This is my favorite beer. That we okay. Have. Cool. Is this the? All right. I'll try it. You, I'll let you do the uh, beer info portion. Okay. I've had this one before. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose this one on purpose. I like your strategy. <laughs> that's that's really good. The pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Okay. Yes, yes. So I don't know if you saw it today. We won. Um, so piece of eight won uh, bronze at the best of craft craft beer awards in Bend, nice. Oregon, and that's huge for us. Um, we've been trying to win in the West Coast for a little bit, okay. and you know we've always felt that this beer was a winner, and we finally got one. So today's nice. a big deal for us. Excellent. Um, that's so dope. Yeah. So this one is actually nine point five percent. Um, you see the golden color, super clean. I mean, I love this beer mainly because it's on a hot day, like it's it will creep up on you. Yeah, you know? you're easy to check it, but it has coriander notes of a little bit of banana. Um, you know, like the Belgian yeast is what kind of deters some people to it because it's got that like kind of like I think it's more of the spicy finish, mm. spicy dry finish. But for me, like that's just spot on like a good ass beer yeah uh, i can't complain yeah. <laughs> i can't complain this is this is i've had it before and i was glad that i ordered it on one of the previous visits yeah and this is good i like this one um 
what are you drinking nowadays? What's the the one type of beer that you? Uh, oh, I'm always Belgians. Always I mean, Belgians. Uh, West Coast IPAs for me, always Belgians. Okay. Um, I mentioned a rash beer, which is actually Smoky Lager. Can't find that here. It's specific in Germany. Um, we just went to Oktoberfest in Germany this wow. year. Wow. And I got one, and I wanted to bring like the entire keg home, <laughs> but I couldn't, so I just drank a shit ton while I was there. And you brought back the memory. <laughs> the memory of the, the beers. Hangover, yeah. <laughs> the exactly. hangover. So um, this one's cool too. We uh, barrel age it in a Pinot Noir wine barrel. Okay. Um, and we bottle it. We have that on tap now, so that's one of the ones that we consistently do, which is a little bit different than what other breweries do. Okay. Um, it's been a top seller of ours. Nice. So. Nice. No argument here, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the name is after um, a Spanish coin. Okay. Savates. We know we know we're big on like the sea, and we have a shipwreck bottle series. So piece of eight is a Spanish Fits. coin. Excellent. Yeah, they found. Cool. All right, I think I'm gonna hold that one right here. <laughs> Keep that besides me for those who there's no visual component, so I just kind of kept the beer on my side here. Um, <laughs> let's yeah, there you go. Let's get into the third one. So the third one um, is our sea porter, which is okay. our coconut porter. Uh, this one took GABF Gold in 2017. Okay. Um, so this one we have a hard time keeping on the shelves. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it's standard. So the cool thing about this porter um, is around 6% as well, but the body is very thin when what than what you're used to. And that's strategically because it's hot always in Florida. Yes. So you can have this beer on a 90 degree day and you'd still be like, oh, that was enjoyable rather than I can't do it because it's too hot. Yeah, that's ideal because a lot of the people that I have on the podcast and I kind of uh, put the beers out, they'll you know they'll mention oh this, you know they kind of tie a situation to each beer they sample. They're like yeah, I could I could have this here, I could have that there. Right. And one of the things they stay away from is the darker ones because it's like if I'm on the beach, I can't drink this. So that's that's actually a really good strategy to implement where it's a little lighter but it has all the properties of it um, from the front. I mean, I can smell the coconut. That's really good. Let's give it a try. Wow, that's really good. So you're gonna get, I mean, the coconut's not too overbearing, and more of the roast, what you pull out of mm-hmm. directly from the malts. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, this is a good starter for people that like want to get into a darker beer, okay. but they don't know how. So every person, specifically women, like I don't like dark beers, I kind of force them. Because I would say probably seven out of ten, they're like, "Wow, that's not bad." Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "Well, now you can kind of get introduced to porters." Exactly. <laughs> um, but this one, we also barrel age in a Barbados rum barrel, and okay. we also barrel age it in a Buffalo Chase bourbon barrel. So we play with this one quite a bit. Okay, but. Buffalo Chase bourbon. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Oh, ugh, I'm a bourbon drinker. Are you? Huge. Yeah, I, that's that's usually why I. Uh, that's kind of like my comfort zone when it comes to. Drinking anything besides beer. Oh, really? Me it's too. Like whiskey, All day. bourbon, bourbon. Yeah. Area. That's so cool. Buffalo Trace is the Weller. They do Weller, Pappy, and um, man, I can't think of the main one that they do. Like the pretty expensive one. But nevertheless. Y'all could Google um, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's good. And then you really taste the sweetness of it mm-hmm. um, from the barrel. And so it pairs pretty well with the coconut in it. Nice. Nice coconut tropical. That's a pretty good vibe. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this last one here. Hold that one too. So this one is one that is seasonal that you will not be able to drink on a hot day. Okay. Um, this is actually a Russian Imperial Stout called Rapture of the Deep, mm. but I gave you the barrel-aged version in a Buffalo Trace bourbon barrel. Okay. So this one is really hard for us to brew. Um, it's actually a back-to-back double brew day. 
because of how much mash grain it uses. So even though we're put it in a three barrel kettle, we probably only get, you know, maybe a barrel from really? each end. So we have to, yeah, this one is a pain in the ass. So it's seasonal. It's only from March to May. Okay. Um, and then we barrel age, barrel age it, half of it for a year. And okay. we release it at our anniversary party every nice. year. Nice. I imagine at that point, everybody realizes that it's something that doesn't happen too often. Yeah. So they really jump on the opportunity to yeah, drink this one. Yeah, we bottle it and the bottles are gone. Yeah, they're already sold out. I could tell <laughs> that this was going to be one of those that... Yeah. Good <laughs> that yeah. if I if I drink the whole thing, I think we'd have to wrap the podcast here. Yeah, that's about twelve percent. Mm. <laughs> she drops that on me as I take a sip. <laughs> that yeah, that's definitely um, something I would enjoy a glass of. It's like a nightcap. Correct. Yeah, yes. that's what we try to tell people. Don't make it your first one; it will ruin your palate. And yeah. you know, I would like you to enjoy my atmosphere a little bit more and not get tanked. Right yeah, now. yeah. Enjoy of all the festivities that are going on that Miranda yeah. took so much time in planning, as far as uh, the food trucks, the, the the live bands. You guys have live bands here too. Yep. Um, yeah, we have the Copper Tones this Saturday um, and with the DJ, and then we also do Crazy Fingers, which is a Grateful Dead band. We have them once a month. Okay. It's, it's cool. a fun time. Nice. <laughs> it's trippy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And who doesn't need a little bit of trippy every now, yeah. every now and then? Exactly. At least to get a break from, you know, Reality. working so hard and yeah, exactly. <laughs> enjoy your beer, get a, get a little trippy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Okay. Um, I, I, I like all of these beers. I think you did a hell of a job selecting these beers. Thank you. And I know I take pride when I select beers that my guest goes, yeah, I liked all of these. So that's really good. I mean, like again, they're all situational, but it's a great idea. Going back um, to the coconut port, it's a great idea to not make it as heavy so that people can enjoy it, like you said, in uh, in the weather that we have here all the time. Well, most of the time. I mean, besides like that, that a total of one week spread yeah. throughout <laughs> December yeah. and January where it's cold by yeah, our standards. Beanies, like yeah. six yeah. degrees. All right. Did you grow up in Cleveland? You said your dad was I'm from Virginia. From Virginia. But, okay. I mean, both my parents like were in the Ohio area, so every winter we were there. So yeah. I know what cold feels You know what cold feels like, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So it gives you, it, it, it's entertaining for you to see people here going, oh, it's, I'm dying. And it's like, it oh, is, boy. but now I've become a little brat too. So I it got happens. too accustomed. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I, I've, I've been here in South Florida for, man, what did, uh, 33 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I, I appreciate it. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, I can't stand this. You know, the, the mornings when it gets as cold as 39 degrees, which I believe that was the most recent one. Yeah. The coldest. Yeah, we closed early because we have no insulation in there and people were just miserable. Really? <laughs> and there wasn't one that warmed... But you guys have a pepper ale that, that didn't warm yeah. them up, though, huh? No, no. Our water line froze. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We're like, wow. oh, wow. Shit, it got cold in here. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> in Not South me. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Miranda, thank you so much for these beers. Um, thoroughly enjoyed all of them. The pieces of eight, I'm a big fan. Um, and all the other ones, are, like I said, I'm typically not a big IPA fan, but that that's the one's called Immigration. Immigration, yeah. It tastes great. And it's, it's I, I think, also an introductory IPA for those who are like me, where they don't want to feel a lot of the citrus or that, that bite at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good place to start. So, awesome. kudos. Kudos on choosing. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Dope. This is Bruce Beats and Eats. We got a lot more podcasts left. Stay tuned. I still got Miranda with me here, and we're going to talk music in the next segment.
Bruce Beats and Eats, and yes, this is the Beats segment of the podcast. Um, this is where I get into my guests' musical taste. Um, sometimes what they grew up listening, what they're listening to now, what's on their playlist, what do they play when they're working out, what do they play when they're brewing beer, what do they play, you know, uh, every situation uh, calls for a different type of music sometimes, for the most part, so with that, Miranda, what do you have on your playlist nowadays? Oh man, nowadays, um, well, you know what's funny is I have a really weird, um, hold on, I'm gonna play, I, I have a really weird, um, music choice okay. like for instance like i am pretty mellow like a lot of like instrumental like john legend is okay man. okay um but I also uh, uh what's her name uh chrissy Teigen might have something oh. to say about that okay oh, i would take him you ready for the challenge I'm okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um but no so like right now i had to look you know i like so if i'm working out i like eminem you okay. Know, I listen to rap a lot, quite a bit. Really? Um, yeah. Dope. This is the perfect yeah. podcast for you because we're really hip hop based here. But oh, but I right. like to hear about people's different tastes. Sometimes the guest ends up putting me onto stuff that I've never heard of before. But working out, Eminem rap. Yeah, Lil Wayne. You know. Um, but then if I'm at home, like I do yoga, then it's more like Lumineers. I like Mike Posner, um, okay. a little Deza. Okay. But, so, and then, but I grew up on rock and roll. Okay. So my first concert ever, I was uh, like 12, I think. Um, my dad took me to Peter Frampton. Nice. So, and he saw the big hair, loved it. Then, yeah. we, you know, we've been to tons like Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, uh, you know, Pink Floyd quite a bit. So I have such a broad spectrum that it just goes on how I'm feeling really? for the day. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, you know. That's cool. Yeah. Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon? Yes. Um, did you ever, have you ever heard of the whole playing that in, uh, synchronized with, um, The Wizard of Oz? Uh, man, if I have, I don't remember. Okay, so, so apparently there was, uh, this was back in the days and I might be showing my age, but, um, apparently if you played Pink, uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, you played the record as the movie. There was a certain point in the movie. I don't think it was the very beginning, but there was a certain point in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, the original one, where you play that record and the sound, the, the songs kind of matched the soundtrack. Kind of oh. like played like an alter, alternative soundtrack to the movie. Oh. A, apparently. I've never tried it. I'm going to have but, to do but it. But apparently <laughs> that was a thing too. And we were talking about Trippy. That'd probably be pretty cool if you start realizing that like, you know, walking down the Yellow Brick Road and there's a Pink Floyd <laughs> song playing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to smoke a dude. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, that's it. However it takes for us to get there as long as, you know, we get yeah, there. Yeah, cool. because they must do too, you know? Yeah. Would have thought well, yes, for them to be inspired or to put out, that, you know, these this music... Yeah. Um, you know that it wasn't on on sober terms. Yeah, it, right. It couldn't have been. There's no way. There's, There's no, no way. way. Yeah. I mean, and that's all musical genres, whether it's jazz or um, rock. You know, soul. I'm sure that there was. Yeah, a lot of that you involved. have to open up like all of your aspects. Yeah. You know? And it's hard to do that if you're a very strong mental thinker, and or you're just stressed. Or like, you can't. You can't yeah. Break. Yeah. Free. How do you get through that? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So meditate Correct. or. Drop acid and what? <laughs> which one you want to do? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Cool, cool. What else? Uh, what other situations do you find yourself listening to music? Listening to music. Um, you know, we listen to music here in the office okay. quite a bit. Um, that helps us a lot. I mean, I don't think there's not really a time in my day that I'm not listening to music. Okay. Um, yeah, I love to listen to music when I cook, but I love podcasts too. So. All right. Depending on what, yeah. Depending on what I'm feeling. Okay. Um, 
you know, and then really it's just, I love to just sit on the back patio and like drink a beer, have a fire, like Leon Bridges, I like R&B quite a bit too. Yeah. So Leon, Leon Bridges and I, we go back. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, I don't really know when I'm not listening to music. Okay. So. A nice Belgian, mm-hmm. and Leon Bridges. Mm-hmm. Days like mid. Recuperating, just kind of gathering yourself yeah. after a tough day's work. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, because I feel like um, if I come home and I watch TV, I don't have a TV, but you know, Netflix, yeah, yeah. I, my mind doesn't stop going. So yeah. you kind of lose it when you listen to music. Yeah. Which is nice. It makes sense because you're, you're, uh, it's hard to pull away, even when you're watching a, a TV program or a series on Netflix, it's like your mind is still kind of like, oh, I'm worried about every email that I'm getting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fuck, yeah. No. Oh, for real yeah. cool cool um do, uh you guys play music while you're brewing you said yeah so it's really funny uh what kind of people we have that work with us because mm-hmm. so john our brewer he likes like metal okay so like some days you're walking rob zombies blast <laughs> yeah, and you're john, like whoa yes but john's allowed to do that until we open at three okay and then depending on the bartender so like trisha loves rap so nice. Trish, we we don't play a lot of rap during mm-hmm. the day, just yeah. it's not really our customer yeah. element. But like nine o'clock, she blasts that shit, right? Really? So you know, and it's fun. And I then, gotta come uh, through when, when Trish is oh, bartending. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> you it? know when you walk up. Okay, you can tell right away. <laughs> yeah, she loves Masango, you know. Um, and then so Pat, Pat and Tyler, they're kind of more a little bit like. Red Hot Chili Peppers or Dispatch or, you know, they like to listen a little bit more alternative. Um, and then I have Carolina who's Colombian and she likes to sometimes put on more Colombian or, but she likes a wide variety of music too. Okay. So it really is depending on yeah. what person, what day, how they're feeling. Um, so we actually have a really cool, we just use Pandora business, but okay. we have a really cool variety constantly just cause they all fight over who can play what song <laughs> and, and no and i imagine listening to you list every person pretty much and what their musical taste is it's like i don't think anybody else here could do that but a tap room manager yeah i know i got five bartenders i could probably tell you their blood type but also, you, know, like, <laughs> you work with people long enough like but that's also i make it a point you know i know their birthdays like i like to give them cakes and then I like to nice. focus on what they like so I can relate to them properly because otherwise if I don't try to understand them they're never going to understand me and we're never going to have good communication so and that's key that is literally key to everything in yeah. life yeah <laughs> everything. it's the hardest key to learn though mm-hmm. yes so. it is there's a difficulty behind that mm-hmm. I mean it takes practice a but lot once, <laughs> yeah but once you find that kind of that place where you're everybody's on the same page and and able to talk it through then that's yeah that's you're key. like Phew. <laughs> yeah. Great. yeah, it's yeah. just a little easier. It just yeah. makes everything a little easier. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool. Um, I'm gonna play a song for you. We'll check out the song. We'll come back. You let me know what you think of it. Okay. Cool. Bruce Beast and Easter podcast. Much to do. This 
Curry Chicken, 101, off of the Citation Sounds album. Actually, the instrumental was from the Citation Sounds album, The Menu. And uh, Draz, Chef Draz, suitably named, he produced uh, an instrumental album. It's called The Menu. And then he's been tapping into several artists from the South Florida area. This one in particular was AYNT, Ain't. And he came up with the uh, 101 on the Curry Chicken. So what did you think of the song? One, I love the name. Great. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Like, that's also one of my favorites. Really? Okay, well, Curry. we're going to get ah. there. And that's a, kind of like a segue, too, but that's because yeah. we're doing um, it too I thought it was dope, honestly. Okay. I really liked the instrumentals in it. I liked, you know, just out getting it done. Um, like, I instantly wanted to, like, move, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to any hints. Yeah. Signs of a good song. Yeah, but I liked, it. I just could see myself, honestly, when I, I, I like to picture what I'm doing when I hear that song. Okay. So I instantly, I love to just do drives. I think it's from, I'm a country, so I thought, man, I'm on the Pacific Coastway, I'm in the fucking car, I'm driving, just listening to it, just like, such a live, just like, kind of freeing. Yeah. Um, yeah, song, and it's like, this is awesome, it's a good time. Like, Dope. So yeah. you would have listened to this on your five-month sabbatical oh, across sure. the country? Yeah, for sure. It's one of those, like, it's catchy, that's mm-hmm. why I like R&B a lot, because that's a lot how it is. It's like... 
slow, catchy, but you know, still kind of almost on that rap side. Yeah, yeah. But you can understand a lot of the words. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm super white, so it's like <laughs> sometimes I gotta like slow it down and be like, what do they say? Where yeah. Trish can do it like that. You she know? can pick up on everything. Yeah, no. I just not meant like that. No, it's true, and it's funny because I think, like universally speaking. I think that a lot of times, I mean, the song that the music that I grew up to it grew up to was early, late 80s, early 90s hip hop, and I think one of the things that drew me to hip hop and rap is that if the artist was able to if the artist was able to give me a bunch of information um, the first time, but then it didn't it wasn't until the fifth, sixth, seventh listen where I was like, oh. That's yeah. what they meant, or yeah. oh, I just got that. So it it kind of it had a playability to it, yes. As opposed to music nowadays, and this is where my old head Ed title comes in because like you know I'm the kind of like the hip hop like you know get off my lawn, you crazy <laughs> kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think music nowadays doesn't have those layers. There's very few. There are artists nowadays that put together a project that is very layered. Um, and you, you could sit there and kind of like get into it and dissect. Um, Kendrick Lamar is one of the ones that I could say sure. easily sure. where it's like there's so many layers. Like you could take it at service value. And I think that's what makes him so great is that anybody could jump in to a Kendrick Lamar album. And if your musical taste kind of resides with what is popular now, you're going to appreciate it. But there's so much more to it. So yeah. that, that's a pretty no, good thing. I 100% agree with you. I mean, like... I like when they're telling stories. I like when they're being real, you know, like, I just, I think that's, I appreciate the art a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like, fuck the police. Like, yeah. I love, you know, yeah, yeah. like, I'm all about that. Um, only because that was in that era of what they were fighting for. And it's, it tells a story to yeah. everything about their lifestyle. Yeah. Um, where like, I'm sure everyone's gonna hate me, but I do not like Drake at all. <laughs> like, I'm not a Drake fan no, either, so you're in good company. Kendrick Lamar, I was like, yeah, because yeah. that's something that he focuses on. It was what he says, yes. how people are going to take it. And you. And the beauty about music is you can, you know, you decipher it yourself. Yes, um, yes. That's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. fun of listening to music. Yeah, and sometimes I listen to songs, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> like, there is no story behind it. You're just throwing in, like, a million different words really fast, and I yeah. figure out that you ate spaghetti for dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, and I tried seeing Drake in concert, and he did for, like, a 15-minute session of just calling out people on what they were wearing. Because you had... Really? Like, yeah, like, I see you, baby, wearing that drink, you know, like, that skirt over there, and I see you got in the hat, like, why did I just pay a couple yeah. hundred dollars? Yeah. Like, you ran out of stuff. Yeah. So... That's, that doesn't make any sense. No. and it was in D.C. Like, you know, really? that's a cool spot to go see. I imagine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and all like, that's right. And typically, that's kind of like the litmus. Is like most people... I've heard most people say, um, like, if someone doesn't approve of, a, of an artist, and then another person's argument would be, Oh, but you gotta check him live, like the energy and how he brings and this and that. So that's pretty much a good like uh, um, start, or like like I said, a litmus test as to okay, maybe I'm not a big fan of his music, but maybe if I see him live and I I, I might feel the aura come off the stage, the energy, yeah, it might be contagious. That's what it's about too, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, the real the reality of it is, is I don't listen to Madonna, but she's one of the best performers. Correct. And if you go see her in concert and someone asks me to, 
I'll probably consider yeah. it because I know. Yeah, but that you're in I, for a show, if yeah, nothing else. Yeah, at home listening to Madonna, not, no, not normally. No, no, so, you know, no. 90s party probably. Yeah, exactly. Shouts to Madonna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't want no problems, Madonna. We're yeah, good. We're yeah, good. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Business oh. closed down tomorrow because I got <laughs> Just in case she decides to pull up. Yeah. But um, so you got a 90s party coming up. Um, DJ'd? Yes, DJ Grizzly. Okay. Um, you know what's really funny about him? Actually, he's a young kid. Okay. 22, but he kills his music choice. Really? He's done it last year, and he brings the crowd, and he gets everyone dancing. So that I'm is excited. So, so now, yeah. I, for sure, I got to come through for that. Yeah, and you good. guys need to come through for that. You know, come. If you haven't met me before, I, I think I'm going to make it official. I'm going to pull up the 29th of February. Yes. The 90s party. Don't judge my wardrobe. No. <laughs> don't. Uh, but pull up. up. We should all come through and have a beer. That'll be our first, like, our unofficial podcast meetup. Um, that that sounds like, that sounds exciting. Love that it. That sounds exciting. Yes. Cool. Miranda, you did exactly what I asked for you. You uh, listened to the song. You gave us your opinion. You yeah, talked a little I bit it. about Okay, <laughs> dope. I'm going to send that over to yeah. you so you can check it out. Yes, accomplishments. So there's nothing else left to do but get into the Eat segment. So stick around. We got the Eat segment coming up soon. Old Head Ed, I got Miranda, the tap room manager at Lauder Ale, and we got one more segment to get through. Yeah, eating good food. So what you eating on? Catfish. I had that. Brisket. Love that. Brews, beats, and eats, and yes, we're eating good food, we're talking good food, and this is where I asked my guests, um, Miranda, favorite dish, go-to meal, um, so I said my favorite food is tacos, because okay. that's easy, but I actually like fish tacos. Okay, specifically? And yeah, well, I used to be a commercial fisherman. Really? Yeah, I worked on fishing boats. All right, we got to start this podcast <laughs> all over again, and we're going to talk about fishing. No, yeah, no. Um, but so I'm really picky with my fish, So, but in Virginia, man, we have some bomb, bomb fish tacos, and down here okay. I haven't really found them yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's like just my home. And that's so odd, because it's South Florida. You'd think, and right? And the big thing is fishing. Yeah, and people like to fry fish. I'm like, no, like, where's my, like, fresh piece of snapper? Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, I wish I could go to Virginia and, like, bring them down because it's nuts. But, <laughs> so, besides that, though, Indian okay. food all day. That's it. I love tikka masala. Okay. Um, I love cooking Indian food. I just... Really? Yeah, I like the... So, with food, it's kind of like music. Like, I love getting in deep with the, I guess just the background of it okay so okay. you know like we went to china last year okay and i had like authentic chinese food hot pot and it's nothing like mm-hmm. americanized yeah so yeah. now i don't eat american yeah. chinese food i can't yeah i got spoiled yeah. um but yeah something with the indian culture um the spices i love extra spicy anything super okay hot, and it's just you know, I don't eat a lot of meat, but um, the what they can do with vegetables is like fire. It, it, it kind of replaces the meat. It gives yeah. you it gives you more reason not to really delve too much into meat. That's... Yeah, and you know, and like it's I think it's really just the spice and the curry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's coconut curry and yeah. green curry. And, you know, it's like it's always a sauce. I like saucy things too. So. Yeah, that's but, excellent. Um, favorite place to go for an Indian meal? 
Uh, you know, honestly, I haven't found one down here. Okay, I got you. Uh, and that, that was kind of like a yeah. setup. I, was like, <laughs> I really haven't, because okay. I just cook it at home. So I got now right there's uh, <laughs> I got This, this is kind of like a callback on, on the podcast. It's uh, I still haven't been there. I recommended it to someone. I recommended it to several guests who are either vegetarian, vegan, or just like Indian food. And I've told each one of them. And I still, and I've gotten reviews back. They've told me, that place is great. You know, I go every chance I get. It's nowhere near where they live. <laughs> and they make it a point to get out there. If not, if they're not in the area, they'll take it. They'll set a time to take a trip up there and get it. Nice. It's Woodlands Indian Cuisine. And it's, I want to say it's, it's not quite Tamarack. It's off of a university and commercial, kind of that area. Okay. Kind of that area. So, um, I, I still, matter of fact, <laughs> I laugh because there's been, there's literally been several people who have gone and I've told them about it and I still <laughs> yet to have a meal there. Man, it's hey, a, well, you're the biggest promoter not never touching your food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so I have to get out there eventually. But um, anyone that I've uh, recommended it to walked away satisfied, not disappointed. And they're like, have you gone yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. But uh, yeah, oh, definitely got to make it. Set. Yeah, that sounds that sounds bomb. There's a lady in the Green Market that sells uh, samosas, and she's from uh, India. Okay. And she knows me by name. Really? I go there every Sunday and buy nice. like, bags of her samosas. Nice. Oh, they got them in bags? Yeah, to go. And she creates all her own dips, and she has like really? 10 dips. And I'm going to pull up because I got an air fryer at the house. Yeah. We so can just dump them right in there, exactly. warm them up. Yeah, and oh, she does, like, maybe five different kinds, but really? oh, she's so sweet, and you go in there, and she'll taste, like, you'll taste everything before you walk away for free. What? Oh, try this. Try oh, that. man, try this. and it's been a while since I've been to Yellow and Green. Oh, yeah, go, they, they have a, um, they have an, also, the one that I haven't approached yet, but I, I'm always intrigued when I walk by it is an Ethiopian booth, is an Ethiopian oh, food booth. with the big plate. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah and you just grab your too. food, like, hand right yes. off of it, and that's... I've never tried that either. So, okay. I guess I gotta go now. Yeah, on yeah. Must see, my goal is to beat you to it because <laughs> if, I, if I'm gonna recommend to everyone that hey, go and then I'm the last one to go, it kind of like defeats the purpose. Yeah, true, true. But uh, but yeah, no, I definitely have to get out there. Are you um, are you big on sweets? Do you do you have uh, you enjoy uh, um, sweeter side of things? So I used to love ice cream, but it doesn't settle with me after okay. turning 30. Okay. <laughs> so um, now, honestly, I don't really do a lot of sweets anymore. Okay. But yeah, I used to love every kind of ice cream. Really? Um, but every once in a while, I've been now doing like just pieces of like chocolate with like a nut in it. Okay. So that's the only thing that like kind of satisfies okay. me. But if I were to go back, it's always mint chocolate chip ice cream, but it has to be the green kind. And coffee mixed together. Okay. That's Mint chocolate chip. I'm, br- <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I am going to confess that I am one of the type of people that doesn't understand the concept of mint chocolate chip being a dessert. Oh, really? Yes. What do you think it is? Um, I just, I, I feel like I'm being sold a bill of goods. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. It's either supposed to freshen my breath, <laughs> but it can't be a dessert, though. Sure, sure. So I, it, it's funny because it's also like technically Girl Scout cookie season. Yes, so I that's did a, your pairing. <laughs> the thin, <laughs> oh, okay. So Thin Mints, 
And uh, and I'm like, man, I'm not sold on the Stinman thing. And it's funny because recently I told someone, um, me and one of my rants, I'm like, I'm not going to have a Thin Mint. I'm not going to have anything chocolate chip mint. He goes, the, and I said, the last thing I want is a chocolate covered menthol, a Newport. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, right. I don't want a chocolate covered Newport. Yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> Because it's, it's a mint covered in chocolate. Well, so I'm with you on that because okay. I do not like Thin Mints either. Um, I was a Girl Scout my whole life. And really? I do not like, yeah, my parents uh, like um, were caretakers of a Girl Scout campground. So okay. I literally lived on the campground. Wow. Um, but no, so this is how big of a brand I am. Uh, there's like white mint chocolate chip. No, because that tastes like spearmint. Really? Then there's like chop. There's like a mint with like they used to make like with little candy cane parts. No, because then that's like your toothpaste. Yeah. So the green, <laughs> try it. The green mint chocolate chip, literally, it tastes like a dessert to me. Personally, it's not yeah. super minty. Those super okay. minty ones don't make sense. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying. Because yeah. then it's like you have that like weird residual in your mouth. Like yeah. You just drink Axe. And bit of chocolate bar at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, so that's how big of a brat I am about that. Yeah. And if my parents brought like bought the wrong one, they knew right away. I'd be like, I'm yeah. <laughs> Unacceptable. Yeah. You'd slide it back across did. the table. But yeah, yeah. So. Cool. So was that your favorite ice cream back in the day? Always. Since oh, was I was, yeah. I mean, a child, child. Yeah. yeah. Like I was. Never so I, changed. You know, wow. Yeah. So at some point, if I ever came across you, you were sitting there with an ice cream cone. With, it would be with, the same thing. Every I'm time. scratching my head, going, "Why is she enjoying that?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna shove thought. it in her face and like try it." Yeah. See that? It. Yeah, yeah. That would have been. Now, you know what? I now that you say that, <laughs> I I don't think I've ever tried it per se. Um, I think I've had a thin mint before. You know what did it to me? The Andes candies. That and um. Not the Klondike. What is it? The uh, York peppermint patties. Okay, right. So, did you not like either? I did not know. Oh, no. so because so like the York peppermint patty is too minty for me. Okay. But the Andes is is almost there. Yeah. But it, it put me at a place where I'm like, I'm not gonna enjoy this at oh, all. Oh wow. Now green ice cream, pistachio. I get down on pistachio all, right. all the time. That's that's pretty good. You are uh, showing your age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like pistachio yeah. too, but I don't every day. That's if I guilty as charged. <laughs> Like, yeah, who eats pistachio? Who knows what a pistachio is? Yeah, no, don't, don't. Just kidding. Miranda, um, it was such a pleasure. You asked, I mean, I asked you to, well, actually, no, you didn't sample the beers. I sampled the beers. You gave me a hell of a, a bunch of information. I enjoyed every one of the beers. Uh, we talked music. I played a song for you. You gave me your thoughts on them, and we discussed food. Um, we got to know you and the brewery and all the different events you guys have going on here. Um, everybody should come out. Uh, the 14th for the luau yep don't have to go buy a plane ticket to hawaii just <laughs> show up here at lauder ale it's a little difficult to find but you'll find it like i said google maps is pretty good about getting you over here yes. um food the beers are already here the food comes in and then you'll have music too yeah yeah music um yeah we do like i said this upcoming we have a harley davidson will be a car comic and a bike show on thursday the 22nd okay. um that will also have music and then we have the luau which will be with fire flowers so they'll be spinning fire nice um and then we'll, they'll have luau food and then the 90s party and then two other bands during the weekends so excellent Lock you got beer you got music and you got food 
This is Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. And as always, I'd like to thank my guest, Miranda, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet again for another episode. As always, if you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. If they're interested in podcasts, tell them it's found on all streaming plot- platforms. Once they get there, make sure... I know this is a lot of instructions to give to somebody you don't like, but just, <laughs> it may, just do it. consider it like you're telling them what to do. Make sure they comment, rate, subscribe, and uh, and we'll see you guys in a week or so. As always, I'm O'Head Ed. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>